You're listening to the Pastor Moats Podcast. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 in your Bibles this evening. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. As we consider another passage in this series, Follow After. Looking at passages in the Word of God that point out those things that we as believers, as Christians, should be following after. Things that you and I should be pursuing with intensity and with with earnestness and with passion. Remember, uh, it's written in the present tense, which means this is something that should be habitual. This should be the norm of my life. This should be ongoing, continually, constantly, consistently, every day, every decision. This should be the grand object of my pursuit. These things pointed out to us in the Scripture that we should be following after. Well, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we find another such thing, and it is found in verse 15, if you want to look down with me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 15. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow exact same word translated in other places, follow after, and that was translated given and given to in this morning's message, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Now, if we were to back up one verse to verse 14, Paul begins a series of exhortations in verse 14 to the church. And by the way, this is I Love My Church month. And so this fits in very nicely in our follow after series. But you'd see this long list of exhortations to the church all the way down through verse 22. And since uh, our text verse is, is kind of right in the middle of these exhortations. We're going to look at each one of them briefly, but I want us to focus in on verse 15. Follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Let's pray together. Father, we want to honor you. We want to follow after the things that you tell us we need to be pursuing as believers, we need to give ourselves to. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd give us open minds and receptive hearts and receptive lives to what you have for us this evening. I pray that you'd encourage your people, and I pray that you'd strengthen each one of us, strengthen our church. And, Lord, I pray as a result of our time together, we would be more usable and useful and more fruitful in your service. I pray you'd meet each need of every heart. Again, I thank you for your people. I thank you for this church. Father, I thank you that we could be gathered together tonight. Bless each one is our prayer in Jesus' name. 
Amen. So verse 14, if you want to back up there with me, it says, Now we exhort, that word means we entreat you, we pray you, we urge you, brethren, fellow believers, warn, that is instruct and admonish, warn them that are unruly, those who are disorderly, those who are out of line. And uh, it's really a military term, and it was used to uh, speak or address a soldier who broke rank, who was out of his place. He did not stand in his place. He was unruly or disorderly, out of step, doing things their own way, disrupting, if you will, the peace and harmony of the church, which coincides perfectly, if you notice, with the end of verse 13 that charges us to be at peace among ourselves. Be at peace among yourselves. And so we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort, that word means to encourage, to cheer up, to console, to be sensitive to to the needs of others, to come alongside of them, comfort the feeble-minded, that is the faint-hearted, the discouraged, the hurting, support, that means cling to, to hold up, to hold fast to, to take an interest in, to help, comfort the feeble-minded, support, the weak, the strengthless, the struggling, the spiritually struggling. Be patient, that is, forbear, suffer long. Be understanding, means to be unruffled in your temperament. Be patient toward all men. means everyone. Now that's a challenge, isn't it? Be patient, unruffled in your temperament, toward all men, toward everyone, and see, verse 15, here's our text verse, that none render evil for evil unto any man. That naturally follows what was said at the end of verse 14, doesn't it? To be patient toward all men. That is, don't react. See that none render evil for evil to any Don't react or retaliate in the flesh. That's that's the nature of the old man. That's a work of the old nature. No, don't react or retaliate in the flesh under provocation or under pressure. That's indicative, that's characteristic of the old man. No, you and I are to be patient and long-suffering. We're to be forbearing and we're to be forgiving. And that agape love is to cover the multitude of sins as we saw this morning. And so see that none render evil for evil unto any man. No. No, we're we're long-suffering and we're forbearing and we're forgiving. And you know what? Uh, We turn it over to the Lord and we leave it with the Lord. 
I'd say there's basically three philosophies of life when it comes to this. The first one is sort of this. I'll get you before you get me, all right? If I can get the upper hand, if I can get an advantage, I'll get you before you get me. Now, the second one is probably where most folks fit in, and, and that, that would be this philosophy. Uh, I'll be nice to you as long as you're nice to me, right? But if you're not nice to me, I'm not going to be nice to you. But the third one is the biblical response. And that is, you know what? Uh, I'm going to reciprocate good for evil. I'm going to do right before the Lord and do right by all men. That's the right place that we're supposed to be, biblically, before the Lord. Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse 17, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place under wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And our text verse says, Be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning in verse 19. For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Now that's hard, isn't it? That's hard. But this is thankworthy. For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? You did wrong. And so you're suffering the consequences and you say, well, I guess I deserve that, so I'll take it patiently. Well, what, what good is that? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. That's hard, isn't it? That doesn't come naturally to us, but that's biblical. That's what we're supposed to be like. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Now look at the next part of verse 15, our text verse. But don't render evil for evil, 
This is the opposite of reacting and retaliating in the flesh. But, just the opposite, ever, that means always, at all times, follow. There's our word. Follow continuously. It's imperative. It's a command. Follow, pursue with intensity and earnestness and passion that which is good. All right, what does that mean? Well, we pretty much know what good means, don't we? Here's what it means. What's right? That which is right. That which is morally Beautiful, that's the idea. That which is honest, that which is well, that which is worthy, that which pleases the Lord and is beneficial for your fellow man. That's the idea of it. That which is good. It pleases the Lord and it benefits your fellow man. It's morally beautiful. It's right. That is what you and I as believers are to follow, to give ourselves to, to to run after, to pursue that which is good, both among yourselves, among your brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow believers, and to all men, unbelievers, Also, follow that which is good. So this should be our way of life. That's what we're being told here. Is that we should be intensely interested in the well-being and the blessing of others. Both the saved and the unsaved. That's what we're being called to here. 1 Peter chapter 3 and beginning in verse 8. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful. That means sympathetic and tender-hearted toward one another, caring and compassionate. Be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil. No. That's not biblical. That's not Christian or railing for railing, but contrariwise, just the opposite of that, what do we render? Blessing. Following the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessing. Knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil. Stay away from it. And do good. There's our word. And do good. Do right. Do that which is morally beautiful. Do that which pleases the Lord and is beneficial to those around you, beneficial to your fellow man. Do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. 
But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers? Followers, we're talking about following after. If you be followers of that which is, here's our word, good. Followers of that which is good. Third John and verse 11 says this, Beloved, follow not. And again, we're talking about following, right? Well, here's something we are to not follow. Follow not, he says, that which is evil, but that which is good. That's our word, same word. Don't you follow that which is evil. You follow that which is good, morally beautiful, that which is right. He that doeth good, that's our word, doeth, practiceth, good is of God. But he that doeth evil hath not seen God. What does our text verse say? But ever, ever, always, at all times, follow that which is good. Galatians chapter 6, beginning in verse 9, familiar verses. I want you to think about them in the context that we're looking at, though. And let us not be weary in well-doing, that is, doing good. Well-doing means that which is virtuous and that which is valuable, that which is honest and, and has worth and merit to it. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do, here's our word, good. Same word is in our text first. Let us do good, what is right, what is morally beautiful, that which pleases God and is beneficial to our fellow man. Let us do good, Unto all men, everybody, but watch this, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Believers, believers. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good, same word, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful. You've been a doer of, of these good things. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. But ever, ever follow that which is good. Luke chapter 23, beginning in verse 50. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good, same word, he was a good man and a just, that is, he was a righteous man. The same had not consented to the counsel indeed of them. He was of Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus, 
And he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. He was a man of good works. A man whose life was marked by doing that which was right. Acts chapter 9 and verse 36, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full, that word means just replete with. It it has the idea of just, just running over with. This woman was full of good, that's our word, of good works and alms deeds, acts of compassion, that's what that means, which she did. Be ever, ever, ever followers of that which is good. Romans chapter 10 and verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. That's our word. Things that are right. Things that are morally beautiful. Things that have spiritual and eternal value and worth. Things that please God. Things that are beneficial to our fellow man. That's the idea of this. Romans chapter 12 and verse 9, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave, join yourself to, glue yourself to that which is good, that which is right. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. You see, what I'm talking about matters. And it's not because I'm talking about it. Because what I'm doing is just giving to you the Word of God. I'm going to tell you that matters. (laughs) What's really going to matter in this day, we're going to read about now. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. For we must all, that includes every believer... It excludes no believer, every believer, must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done. Whether it be good, that's our word, good or bad. You understand why our text verse says, but ever, always, at all times, follow, pursue, make this the grand object of your pursuit, that which is good, that which is good. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, familiar verse. Again, think about it in this context that we're talking about. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto, created in Christ Jesus, saved unto, here's our word, 
good, good work. So we're saved by grace through faith unto good works. Now, if you, if you understand Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, you'll keep your doctrine straight. We're saved by grace through faith unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk ongoing, constantly, consistently, continually, daily, each and every step, that we should walk in them, daily live in these good works. Ephesians 4, 28 and 29, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good. There's our word. That which is good. Morally beautiful. That which is right. That which has spiritual value. That which has eternal worth. That's what he's talking about. That which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good, there it is again, good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. By the way, we saw a good walk in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 said that we should walk in them. We see a good work (laughs) right in uh, Ephesians 4, 28 and 29, but rather let him labor working with his hands. And now we see good words. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good coming forth from my mouth to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Good walk, good words, and a good work. Colossians 1 and verse 10. That you might walk, again, this idea of this is the way I live every day, worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. What does our text verse say? But ever... Always at all times follow that which is good. And we see it over and over again throughout the Word of God. Titus chapter 2, beginning in verse 4, that they, the older women, may teach the younger women to be sober, that is of sound judgment. That means to be circumspect, sensible, prudent, and wise to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet. That means to be thoughtful, guarded, careful, temperate, has the idea of being self-controlled, chaste, that means pure and holy, before the Lord, 
set apart before for the Lord. Keepers at home, caring well for their homes. That's their place of special attention. Keepers at home, and notice the next word, good. They're supposed to be good, doing what is right, what is morally beautiful and honest and and well and, and worthy, that which pleases the Lord and beneficial to their family. Good, good, especially again in this context concerning the home. Good concerning the home. Obedient to their own husbands that the word of God be not blasphemed, not evil spoken of or mocked. One more. Hebrews 13, beginning in verse 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, Make you perfect in every, here's our word, in every good work to do His will. Those two things go hand in hand, right? We're doing a good work. We're going to be involved in doing His will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight. Again, that goes together. Good work is going to be well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. But ever follow that which is good. Now I'm going to close by just giving you a, a quick glance at these exhortations that follow. Look at verse 16. Rejoice evermore. You know, context is important, right? And this exhortation was given to Christians who were suffering under intense persecution. But you see, they had the Lord and they had His promises. And so they could rejoice evermore in spite of their circumstances because He's in control of the circumstances. Remember this, joy is my response to God's work in my heart, okay? It's my re- so it's an inside and think about that with me. Joy, it's my response to God's work in my heart. So it's this is something that's an inside job if you will. So if I have lost my joy, I need a spiritual tune-up. I'm out of sorts, spiritually speaking. Something is wrong spiritually with me if I have lost my joy. Because joy cannot be touched by external things. This is all internal. So I know that if I've lost my joy, I need a spiritual checkup and tune-up. Okay, rejoice evermore. These people were hurting. They were were under persecution. Here comes the, the command. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. All right, not only that, notice verse 17. Pray 
without ceasing. You know, a spirit of prayer should be the undercurrent of all of my thoughts, right? That's now, now I can't always utter words of prayer, but I can always be in the attitude of prayer. And this, this spirit of prayer should be the undercurrent of all my thoughts. What is, what is the command? What is the exhortation? Pray without ceasing. Without ceasing. That's for all of us. What else? Verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, now watch all of this in the context, okay? First, there's this inward joy, right? Verse 16, rejoice evermore. Then there's this devotional prayer life in communion with God always. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. And then there's this daily thanksgiving going up to God for everything. In everything, give thanks. You know what? Thanksgiving should be my native response, right? That should be my native response. Interestingly, there are 43 references to thanksgiving and to giving thanks. 43 in the Pauline epistle. That's how important it is. And it could all be summed up probably with Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20. Giving thanks always. When? Always for what? All things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, look, this is not some pie-in-the-sky idea. This is what we're supposed to do. This is how I'm supposed to live. It's not easy. If I'm out of step and out of tune spiritually, it's not going to happen because I'll tell you this, this won't be the natural response of the flesh, will it? This is not our default mode, <laughs> humanly speaking. Well, we're going to have to be walking in the Spirit, walking with the Lord, aren't we? But this is how we are supposed to live. Notice verse 19. Quench not the Spirit. The, the word quench is the idea of stifle or snuff out or suppress or extinguish. And I don't have time, I see, but there's so many different ways we can do this. So many different ways we can do this. A lot of people do this just by not, just not being under the Word and miss, missing opportunities that, that God has given them to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, not taking advantage of the opportunities that we have to learn, to grow, to serve, and to be fruitful. But when the Spirit of God is laying something on your heart and someone on your heart and stirring your heart and and moving you and leading you and guiding you and directing you, do not ignore that prompting, that, that stirring of the Spirit of God. Do not ignore the, the work of the Spirit of God, applying the Word of God in your heart. Do not disobey. Do not put Him off. Uh, procrastination, hesitation. Don't make excuses. Quench not the Spirit. 
Verse 20, despise not prophesyings. Never be indifferent. Never be apathetic. Never be lukewarm when it comes to this book. When it comes to the Word of God, you better not disregard this book. Despise not prophesyings. Listen, when the, in the context, let's, again, let's think about the context. When the Spirit of God, quench not the Spirit. When the Spirit of God is applying the Word of God to your heart, respond. Respond. That's the idea. Verse 21, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, that which is morally righteous. Prove means to test and investigate. Make sure it's right. By the way, in the context, prophesying. Make sure what you're studying is right. Very important. Make sure what you're reading is right. There's a lot of stuff out there that's no good. There's a lot of teaching out there that is no good, and it will lead you down the wrong path, and it'll take you in a wrong direction. So what are we supposed to do? Prove it. Prove it. Okay? Make sure it's right. Be like those Bereans who search the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. And then when you find that, it, that hey, this is right. Boy, this is good. This is good doctrine. This is biblical truth. What am I supposed to do? Hold fast, seize it, and retain it. Hold fast that which is good, that, that good doctrine, that biblical teaching. And here's the last one, verse 22. Abstain, keep away from, stay away from all appearance. That word means every form, fashion, kind, or type of evil. So not only stay away from all evil, but if that thing borders on evil in any way, if there is a hint, H-I-N-T, hint, if there is a suggestion a resemblance, a question, stay away from it. That's what the book says. That's what the book says. Abstain from all, all appearance of evil. <laughs> if it's questionable, just, just leave it alone. Period. Period. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3 says, Giving no offense, don't ever be a stumbling block. Don't ever do anything, act in a way, say anything that would cause another person to stumble. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not Blamed. Boy, if that's Christianity, I, I don't want any part of it. Oh no, that the, that the ministry be not blamed. 
And by the way, if we follow these exhortations here that I just went through extremely quickly, verses 23 and 24 tell us the results. And I'll just give them to you because I'm, I'm overdue or past due or something here. Here, here. here are the results. Sounds good to me. Peace, sanctification, blamelessness, and victory. Doesn't that sound good? Boy, those are the results. If we will follow these exhortations in verses 14 through 22, it'll be worth it. Be worth living for the Lord. Be, be worth ever following that which is good. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for our time together today. It's been wonderful to be in your house together. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your people. Your people are precious. I'm grateful. I'm thankful for each one. I love each one. I love to be together. I love to corporately come together and worship you and lift up that name that's above every name, the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Father, to learn to grow, to change, to be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus, that we might go out and make a difference and have an impact. Lord, that we might ever follow that which is good. Father, that we might please Thee and be a blessing to our fellow man. Would You impress these truths, Your Word, upon our hearts tonight. We pray, we thank You in Jesus' name. Amen.